Welcome to Best Boys, a film podcast. An amateur film study podcast for the average Joe, the buffest buffs, and the cringiest bingers. I am joined by my brother, professional Hollywood videographer, Corey, with a story. And I am JP. Uh, Corey's uh, video is coming in a little messed up today, so I had to make sure I covered him on that. I couldn't see what was going on. Um, and uh, But here we are. We got a big one for you today. Um, got a big one. Huge um, one. Delay one. So much rocky uh, information behind the scenes one. This is, wait. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess. I think there was a lot of shit that came out of the movie that was like kind of not even true. And just like drummed up drama about Robert Pattinson. Um, but... Uh, but apparently it it finished. It it is a thing that is made. Um and it is done. And we have thoughts about it. We're talking of course about the Batman. And Cloverfield. <laughs> yeah, but done by the same director and Cloverfield. <laughs> um and done by the same director, uh Matt Reeves. Um, I did kind of poop on him a little bit at the end of the last episode, and I apologize for that. I, I think I, I think uh, he's all right. I think he's all right. We'll just we're just gonna start with that. Um, but we got big thoughts, big thoughts. So, what? Where should we begin? Where should we begin on this journey? Should we talk about uh, Matt Reeves? Should we? Yeah. Um, That's so usually you, the structure. You, you go ahead. Yeah, I feel like you've seen more of his movies than I have. Oh, for sure. I uh, so Matt Reeves is. I didn't really start paying attention to his name until he started doing those two Planet of the Apes movies. Um, I thought he did all three of the new ones, but I looked it up today, and Rupert Wyatt did the first one, and he did the second two, Dawn and War. Um, but I thought they were really good. They uh, they were like as somebody who loves the Planet of the Apes movies growing up, it was nice to see something that was a lot more serious instead of like the. When you get into the later Apes movies, when the budgets go down and the costumes get worse, and Roddy McDowell's carrying the whole thing on his uh, shoulders, it gets yeah, a little rough. Yeah, it's true. I, honestly, I love uh, the original Planet of the Apes series, uh, even the mm. bad ones, uh, the lore of it. Um, and mm-hmm. I have honest, and I, but I've not seen any of the remakes. I think particularly because the first one was considered the worst one, um, mm. and. Uh, the worst the first the, one is the worst one and i think that just like pooped me out from watching the sequels yeah. too i was like how can these sequels to this thing that already sucks be good but apparently there are they're supposed to be solid yeah um, and looking at the i didn't realize like if they were a success or not but, i mean obviously they they got the sequels but uh the 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 first sequel that matt did for them ended up uh, grossing 710 million on a 170 dollar budget or 170 million dollar budget so that's that's pretty pretty successful uh which at the time, you know, like I, I remember everyone doing like the Caesar lines whenever uh, in the first movie when then Caesar first says words and stuff and that being like a big deal. Uh, but yeah, it, I feel like it never didn't got like crazy attention as being like great movies. Um, but then you go even further. I didn't know Cloverfield was directed by Matt Reeves until we picked him for the podcast. That's um, crazy because that's like the main thing I associated I associated with is yeah. Cloverfield before this. Um, because it's I, like it's not like he has a ton. He hasn't done a ton of films, and mm-hmm. he, the ones that he has done, <clears throat> are not. You know, the only one that's really lauded is Cloverfield. 
The the Planet yeah. of the Apes ones got got love and they were considered good, but I feel like Let Me In. I don't think I think that was not considered good from what I've read. Um, mm. But I don't. But you know, it, I don't really know anything beyond that. It was just a brief scam. Yeah. Apparently, he's also the co-creator of Felicity with J.J. Abrams, mm. um, the television show, um, which well, I've never sense. seen, but I I've heard of. Same. Um, uh. But that makes sense why J.J. Abrams produced Cloverfield, so that makes more. Yeah, like yeah. And I think when I saw Cloverfield first when I was young, uh, in high school or whatever, gra- I guess I was just graduating high school when Cloverfield came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. That was, um, that was uh, just after freshman year, high school and, for me. And uh, um, I, th- I, like, I think I associated J.J. Abrams with it. Like, it, like mm-hmm. it was a J.J. Abrams movie, even though he didn't yeah. direct it. Like, his influence was over this thing. And I, so yeah. I just didn't even care about who was the director because it was just all about J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the, the name really, like, selling the film. Yes, yes. Uh, um, but but so when I saw, you know, that that he was this guy, the Cloverfield guy, now that I know him as, um, was involved with this new Batman, and it made me look about, you know, think about the Planet of the Apes films that are supposedly not bad. I do want to watch those. It's just... Um, Taking the time to, I think, because I don't want to watch yeah. the 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 First James one. Franco one, and that's uh, yeah. which means I have to uh, for my own completeness. I think that's been my barrier, um, yeah. but I do, like I said, like the old one, so I should. Um, but yeah, the Batman, um, the big, a lot of people I like involved in this movie, uh, as far as the cast, um, Robert Pattinson uh, has been, you know, the. The cool, the actor, the cool actor, the last you know five years with uh, um you know the lighthouse and good time and also being known uh, with a lot of people in the pop culture sphere from the Twilight series, um and a bunch of all the devil all the time I think he's in that people That's saw so good, uh, I didn't see that but um really good you'd like it um but he's been in a lot of stuff that people have talked about um. And uh, any Harry Potter also he was known for, but just a smaller role in that. And right. uh, yeah, he's kind of really come into his own. He's uh, I've really looked into him a lot when um, looking into the Safties with the production of Good Time and how he sought. He actually contacted the Safties after seeing their previous film. Um, I see. Actually, he said he didn't even see the previous film. He said he saw a poster for it and thought it looked really like you know artistic and just. Uh, contact like watch the movie and then contacted them and it's like I whatever you do next I want in and then that thing was good time, um, which kind wow. of, which really launched that the Safties into the next mm-hmm. level as well. So I think that like that is um uh, what you for people that want to break into um like real movies and real acting and want to be taken seriously as a real actor and like if you've mm-hmm. been uh more of a pop actor star or pop star in the acting sphere like your you know popular movies and whatnot i see this a lot with people that then you know once their their popularity wanes then they go and do um uh, indie films uh a24 you see this a lot and then mm-hmm. if they do a bunch of them and they're the movies are good and they do well then they get invites for even bigger movies um and uh he's like probably probably the biggest example um, of that now he's transitioned from his indie career his a24 you know ish indie career into the ba- being the batman uh being batman 
uh, which is arguably probably one of the biggest roles in cinema today, considering mm-hmm. the state of superhero films. Yeah, it's it's so nuts to think that uh, to go from that and then be thrust into something so mainstream, but then have it be a cast that is uh, not only just heavy hitters of actors, but you're pulling more like eight, uh, actors who do like those indie A24 films into this. And uh, it, it's, a, it's such a this movie is such a wild dynamic of of cast tone and then what I would say the constraints of its sources uh, because um. it is. It's constrained so also by its rating, I would say also. Yeah, I um, thought this was going to be R the like uh up until a week ago. I don't know how. I don't know it's why. been it's been told that it's not. Um, yeah, I I I realized I was I Mandeled myself over a year. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. So uh, well, and it's very much trying to follow in the, in the footsteps of Joker. Like it or not, it does. Mm. Um and the movie is completely different and is is not, you know, this mid mid budget kind of thing it's a bigger budget but it mm-hmm. it definitely tries to use the the like the, the what joker did for the the batman audience in terms of you know being slower and drawing from more indie um critical films and uh whatnot this is definitely considering that um and honestly it is a very, very, and I mean, we're going to probably feel differently about this. Uh, how about the happy accident of all this? That this is a huge, huge homage to the David Fincher films, uh, in mm-hmm. particular, Seven. Um, yeah. I wasn't expecting that, but I guess now having seen it, having seen both of them, though, the... Uh, um... Because this is going, the whole focus of this Batman is to be a actual detective Batman, not like our normal superhero Batman. And so to like take one of the best detective movies that I've seen, and uh, like something like Seven, and, and it's just uh, it work. I feel like it like it works so well with this. Um, yeah, it with, does with the pair up of uh, uh, I'm 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 forgetting his name, the Jim Gordon's character, Jeffrey Wright. Uh, um, Jeffrey, Wright Jeffrey Wright might be my favorite Gordon ever. Wrist disagreed. Wrist disagreed. She likes Gary Oldman, um, who's also great as Commissioner Gordon. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that Jeffrey Wright might have the the right um, temper, like temperament, and the right yeah. like his delivery of his lines, and like he's very analytical. So it's just it's really perfect for a detect like a detective kind of guy. Um, mm-hmm. um, and he's one of the good ones and whatnot. There's just. Um, there's some issues I think with the uh, the lore of Batman that you now that we keep trying to get more and more serious. I will. We're, I feel like the Christopher Nolan ones were trying to be, you know, really like realistic. Whereas these ones, these ones are being realistic, but also stylized. Uh, mm-hmm. This one is like it's very stylized. It's very um, it's going for something aesthetically in in the choices it's making. Um, and I like a lot of it in a broad sense. Uh, and, and Jeffrey Wright is is great. Um, the cast is great. For uh, I don't mm. really have any issues. Uh, there's a per- one particular character I have an issue with, but I think it's because of my own um, uh, history with this actor. And we'll get to that character in a second. But is but the rest is pretty fucking perfectly cast. Uh, yeah. Andy Serkis. Oh, man, there's two. There's two that I'm, I'm not crazy about. But... but 
Colin Farrell, who's another person who has their career regenerated by A24 um, because mm-hmm. he's been cast in really good films and has shown that he actually can act. He's not just a hot Irish guy, which is what he was used <laughs> as in his, you know, the prime. Uh, yeah, like scrub, Scrubs. Yeah, or yeah. Uh, I mean, or like, uh, I, I don't I don't know, so many rom-coms. Um, That's just the first thing that comes to mind for me. Um, and... Um, but he's really good. Uh, he's excellent. Uh, Paul Dano is pretty much perfect. I don't think I could think of a different, a better person to be cast as the Riddler uh, than Paul Dano. Even if they, in like, even if they did it in the more campy way, I st- like, like, I still think he would have been perfect for the Riddler. Um, agreed, agreed. It just like didn't matter how they pl- did it, it he would work because uh, he's just that good of an actor and he's really good at going over the top. And mm-hmm. he's really good scream, you know, um, uh, <laughs> like the, the high pitched scream. Yeah, like, it's oh! like a child's voice. Yeah, or like a teen. It sounds like a, a yeah. younger a man's voice. Um, yeah, uh, and he's like, 40. but it doesn't come off silly. It, it no, doesn't no, come no, off no, silly. No, no, it, it, feel, it like, just feels like a, a person real. Like not every everyone in film, like movies, portray mm-hmm. every man as like you know deep voiced and macho, and uh, and it's just good to have people like that. Um, mm-hmm. It feels realistic, um, which is my kind of my issue with. Col- I do have one issue with Colin Farrell as the Penguin was that like why couldn't they just get a fat, ugly guy to be the Penguin instead of putting this handsome man and and fat, ugly makeup? Um, I, the, I w- the makeup is fantastic and his performance yeah, yeah. is great. So like, there's no issue with any of that. I just like that was one thing I wondered like, can you just like say you probably could have saved like ten grand. And just uh, oh, more like, you probably could save like uh, like a hundred grand uh, of the budget with how many times they have to take it on and off. Yeah, and, you're, like, right. you're right. You're right. Uh, yeah, I feel like that. There's just something I wonder and would want to ask movie studio execs why. I would say I would say it's Let's because put the hot of his, guy in the in, yeah. the, in the, the ugly suit. Honestly, honestly, it's probably because like when Colin auditioned for it or read for the part, the, the his voice and delivery is just so on point. That they were just like we can make the visual get there, like because his his facial expressions, his delivery, it's are the visual so, is so wonderful. The visual is really important though too, yeah, because it's just like he looks like a completely mm. different person. I like people were lauding uh, Jared Leto's makeup in House of Gucci, and that I, is I didn't know just it was like him. a prosthetic nose, and this. Uh, this is a completely. This is like really, really good yeah. makeup. Like that ain't shit. That's so good. Yeah. Um, no disrespect to people who made it, but like it just wasn't that over the top. It was just like Jared Leto with a bald cap and no, and a prosthetic nose and a tan. Uh, I have. I have to say though that I didn't know it was Jared Leto till after the movie. Yeah, that's uh, true. So that's true. I have. To say I that. did. Well, I guess that I saw him first. I saw it like advertised first. But anyways, yeah. anyways, moving on. Um, so I wanted to talk about the aesthetics and, and then we can go into specific scenes and things after that. So the aesthetic of this is very mixed of like, yeah, 90s. So remember, we, we've been talking about this late 90s aesthetic of dirty. The dirty apartment is what I usually call it. Um, yeah. This is that aesthetic. It, it, it really is trying to for the large part of it, though it mixes it with other things. Um, and, and I wanted to know, and I'm sure, I think I know what your answer. You see, you probably like, didn't have an issue with it, but like the mixture of the art deco style Mm. from like, you know, like, so if you don't know what art deco is, people at home or Corey, 
Um, it so Nightmare Alley is our very Art Deco. Like uh, once you get out of the circus and we're in all the buildings, it's like fifties. Um, like this, like I don't know how that shit looks is Art Deco, uh, post World War II, uh, kind of look. Uh, World War II, I guess even during that era, forties. Um, so this yeah. is like that mixture, which Art Deco is very ingrained to Batman, especially if you've grown up watching the animated series. Yes. Um, which is then trying to combine the styles of the eighties with the styles of, you know, the golden age, um, shit. So it's like fifties mm. and forties mixed with gangster stuff mixed with some grit and, and like actual wild psychopaths of the eighties Batman. And that is what makes the animated series so good. And this is trying to do that, but it's not, the, it's not the same. Like it's this mixture of, of the, the art deco with like 90s like matrix blade raver clubs and um like dirty every you know dirty it's always raining it's very noir which is a good bl- uh, bridge between those eras um but then uh, there's like this gothic shit like there is like churchy the Wayne Manor. yeah i don't like wayne manor it looks like a game of thrones set i don't like it it looks yeah, like I, a, it looks like a Game of Thrones set. I was like, this looks like some Merlin shit. <laughs> um, they War, when I Warhammer. The first impression when I when I saw it though, I did think I was like, man, this this house is just not practical to live in. Uh, but I, that, like I don't a, know. I just it looks like a medieval it. real world loft. I don't because they they have like this throwaway line that says like the Wayne Castle like partially burned down and they built this tower in the city over oh my it. Oh, I didn't even hear that. Which, and that makes me hate it more. Hmm. I think because it's like the because every time they show him going to Wayne Manor, he's in the middle of the city, and but the inside of his place is this castle. I feel like, like so, so I actually had issues with that in that like he's he'd be like riding his motorcycle to go back to the Batcave, and. Hmm. It would look like he's le- he's going out of town, and then all of a sudden he's in the Batcave, and like, then we find out the city that, center. that he's actually in the biggest one of the biggest skyscrapers in the entire city, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, so it's like th- there was a couple like there's things like that with this movie where it's like inconsistent or this is like a goofy thing that if you think too hard about it, it kind of mm-hmm. does you know like. And because it's being so serious and realistic that I don't like, it's not the same level of belief Mm. suspension as that you would get from Joel Schumacher's or Tim Burton's Batman movies where it's just, it doesn't fucking matter if it's inconsistent. It's uh, it's a literally, it's like trying to be a comic, like a visual comic more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I think this, Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say this. Uh, so, like, like Nolan's Batman had like a separate Batcave thing that was underneath just the regular city as well, but it was more of just like a this is where I'm working on R and D and shit, not necessarily the actual Batcave. But I guess from their perspective, maybe it was just the practicality of for how quickly he can get in and monitor the city and everything around him being in the center of it rather than being so far away. But the it it it. It, it makes it seem like how does no one figured out like have been able to follow him home into this bunker thing or something. I don't Especially know. Especially as like, easy as he's I, able to follow. Like I was thinking about that with Catwoman. Like she just windows hmm. wide open as she changes into Catwoman and walks out the yeah. window and it's like, it's raining. So it isn't going to be easy. It's this world is, is, is like seven. It's always raining. Um, hmm. uh, except for obviously the end of seven, but during all the, the, the mystery, 
Um, it is constantly raining. And this is the same vibe, though it's dark and raining. Uh, it's <laughs> not just raining. Um, uh, it's like stuff like that. Like I said, it's not like, and some of it adds up into something. Um, but yeah, I wanted my more issue was with the aesthetic. I thought there was a little bit of incongruency with mm. the aesthetics. Um, and it wasn't like bad. Like if this was the only thing, it wouldn't even be that big of a deal, but it just like, there is a level of inconsistency that I feel with this film. Um, yeah. That prevents it from being great like putting it in that upper echelon of superhero films even like there are things like i said this to you i think last night there are things choices creatively and and aesthetically that i think uh or the detective thing for example is better than any batman movie i've ever seen but christopher nolan's batman films are much more consistent the world is consistent. Things flow better. It, um, the tone, tonally, aesthetically, um, you know, and like each film has a little bit of difference from the others, um, but especially with the Dark Knight um, and Batman Begins, I think that they are, uh, they have this, the, this world feels much more consistent than than in this Batman. Um, but I like, I just like a lot about this. I like this. I like the take on the Riddler. I love it. I fucking mm. love it. Even like just the even remove Paul Dano's performance, like the Zodiac Killer thing, and mm. um, like he's radicalizing people politically. Like the school shoot, like there is a lot of political messaging in this movie, and like, but it's not punching. It doesn't. It, it there's so much on the nose, but like the political stuff isn't like beating you over the head. Um, it's just mm. kind of there, which I appreciate. Um. I don't know. I'll pass it back to you. I feel like I've been talking for a bit, but but yeah, these are the the the, the kinds of things that I had issues with. So first and foremost, I have to say I do kind of disagree with you on like the the flow of the tone and, and the visual of like the 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 art direction and stuff. I I for me it worked. I liked that. Depending on what style of peer, of like people you were following around, it changed the. Uh, kind of era or like the the whatever so like Wayne Manor is old like super old money or whatever the uh all of the stuff with the Falcons and like the Penguin is all like new like mafia more mod new, yeah, yeah like, art like modern money yeah it's like the do we have money so they can afford if things look nice like uh Falcone's whole uh penthouse suite is very modern very on top um, of a blade club like, yeah yeah the uh but I I, I like I I thought that that fits the comic book parts of it that uh, uh, that you would get out of something like the animated series or even the, like the older like Batman stuff. Um, See, I think it's fit. It's yeah. It's like putting different pieces. It's like forcing different pieces together that like only like some don't really. Yeah. Fit together for me. Cause there might like, it, 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 it reminds me of the, uh, when the dark Knight returns, uh, was that Frank Miller Batman where it's kind of, it has, it has that, like uh animated series like grunge in like art deco-ish thing that you're talking about but it also like has this like, i don't think it has as much of the 50s. uh uh futuristic things to it does that make sense um just with like the the gray the gargoyle like the the the, the concrete see i think sense. dark knight like, returns is a much more modern mm. take it doesn't draw from that old stuff as much um it, it's very future dystopian future looking um, like it's cyberpunk. It's almost a little cyberpunk. It's almost a little, uh, it's yeah, just like, yeah. uh, but it's just verging onto that, but it doesn't, I don't think it looks back 
as much. I think that the animated series is probably the a better example of the of the, I think it just it's it's our, but, it, it it does different things with the that old style but it's not enough to make it like it feels like these are it's this feels more hodgepodge whereas that feels more artfully blended together like the aesthetic is more blended together into a new thing this is like putting different things and jamming them together you know, does that make i mean you don't have to agree but does that make sense i i like guess there's a different uh, that there is like a the, the difference in that um, but like, because the movie didn't feel sectionalized by that, like, uh, if that makes sense, it doesn't like, have it to be sectionalized. Felt, it's just like moving from one like, scene to the next is, uh, like, or even like, yeah, for moving from the club to, like, I felt thought that it felt weird that a guy, a gangster like, um, penguin who was very classic gangster is running mm-hmm. this like t- techno club. And then, like, and then there's a mafia club within the techno club that is very mm. ma- like classic mafia club, and yeah. uh, like I, I don't know, it didn't like the, I don't know, it, it, it just felt jarring and it just felt like like it didn't, I it didn't work for me. Um, gotcha. Like there's the, just and there's like so many examples of that. The, the manner being the biggest one of like. This set, like that one I understand. This set that one... does not fit with the rest of the movie, um, visual. Other than that, it's dirty and old, and like, but that's mm-hmm. not enough. Dirty, making everything dirty does is not enough to blend them together for me. It, I think that's where where I'm really getting. So I can see what they're trying to do, and it almost does work. And for a large part of the film's like time, it does work. But it's it feels in, 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 inconsistent and incongruent at times. Um, gotcha. I so, I can agree with you on the manner part of it, but the the in the interior of the Batcave I think works though fine. Yeah, that's just fine. A guy, year two. I like the Batcave. Like I yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed that. It's not. I love that it wasn't just a million computers doing all the work. Like yeah, yes, there's computers I, there to help or whatever. But yes. it's just one thing that is a reasonable person can do and handle. It looked like a real computer and, setup. Like more and more, yeah. we saw his tech. It was like, okay, this is beyond what a normal person could get. But like at first, it was like, oh, it just looks like three monitors set up with a PC, and he's just yeah. using that to research. And he's got like old like lab equipment, and he's got yeah, and he's got like I, I the back cave was honestly one of my favorite choices. Um, yeah, it felt I, I realistic. Really it wasn't rich. Like it was like, mm-hmm. um, it was dirty. Riz pointed out something though that I think is funny, and it's and I think it's another thing that like you don't think about these kinds of things when Batman is silly. You're not silly, but more over the top. But the more mm-hmm. serious you make it, the more you think about this doesn't make sense. And yeah. the bats inside the Batcave would be shitting everywhere. I thought that too. I thought they, as soon they, as I saw all the bats, I was like. Man, there's shitting all over his stuff. And I think in previous uh, in previous movies, I don't know in all of them, but I think in the like there's usually like an inner sanctum that is like separate from the bats. Uh, the, like like no, they don't the old, the shit on the computers. The, uh, the Tim Burton ones had bats in it, and the, 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 no, the, I know the that, I know that, but I don't think I don't think the Christopher Nolan ones did. No, like, no, I think he went through a cave with bats and then got to his part. Yeah, like, there's an inner it. sanctum. Um, Does that make yeah. Yes, it's like a, yes. Um, that's what Riss was talking about. And then she's like, "If there's bats, and that means there's an open place that they can get out, and that means mm-hmm. there's probably moisture and water, and like she's like that could yeah. be eroding the foundation of that entire building." Uh, 
Yeah. Like, it, was, it was like, wow. Was like, I never fucking thought about that before. Yeah. I um, mean, it's style over logic. Like, but it's, I, it, for some, for a comic book movie, it, like, I think that, like that that's really the thing. It's me. like, there gets to a point where if you're trying to make seven, seven mm. is stylized, but seven's not fantastical, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, or like Hannibal or something like that. Like they try yeah. to still be grounded in reality. Uh, whereas this, it's like if you like, you can't give it air, like that benefit of the doubt just because it's a superhero movie. If it's trying to mm. be a realistic Superman movie, Matt Reeves said that he doesn't want Superman in this world because he wants it to stay like no mm. without superpowers. Yeah. Um, and I think that's cool. I like and that. I, I, I would, I do, I do agree. I agree. But I think that if you're going to do that, then you have to be consistent with your world. Um, that's what makes, you know, the, the shit really, you know, pop off. Um, and that's the same thing with like sampling styles and, and, uh, um, like homages or whatnot. Like you have Mm. to make it your own or it just becomes derivative. And that's my issue with Joker. This isn't not as bad as Joker with being, oh, we're just going to make taxi driver with the Joker and Batman stuff. This is not just seven with Batman stuff, but there are straight up scenes that like the, um, when they find his lair Riddler's apartment, it looks exactly like, um, Kevin Spacey's apartment in seven. Like not like there's not, it's not layout the same, but this, like the files and they're looking through the notebooks and they're like, Oh my God, Mm. I can't possibly read all this. We don't have time to read all this. (laughs) Uh, like I was like, Oh my God, did they just say the exact line? (laughs) um and that's not bad it's not bad and then you gotta also consider that like some of these uh, young people have not seen seven before these young people that have not seen joker or seen the taxi driver before um but it just you do need to ask that question is uh, are are we going to just keep remaking movies with Mm. and superman just add a superhero to it and then that becomes a new thing. It, it's it, that sounds like fan fiction. That's what they do in fan fiction. There's like, mm. oh, what it, would it be like if Goku fought Superman? What would it be like if the Batman was in Doctor Who world? Or like, just like, and, you know, I'm being that is way more over the top yeah. than Seven. This Seven blends with this, but like, I'm I'm trying to give an example of like that's what it can become. Like it mm. can become farcical. Um, and take away it can uh, water down the legacy of the original and it can make the you know it becomes not creative for uh the genre that it's that that's using these things so superhero films um i, I think that i think that like i i get i get a lot of you saying and i agree what well, i agree with you to a point because i i'm very much sick of just rehashes and remakes and re-everything um, I mean, this is a case where, in in my opinion, at least, it, it's it's done well, and I think it works. Uh, I feel like it it gives you a chance to actually, um, like try to figure it out with Batman as he's going, uh, and just try to like, it adds more suspense to everything but it because didn't you're all, you're just seeing what There's he's no, seeing. For there the was first like time nothing well. to solve in this film. You're, <clears throat> I guess, you were trying. The he, only mystery to solve is who is the rat, yeah. which is boy, was that ter- done terribly. They, I, no, like, that they that they they fucked it up. They fucked it up, and they're just idiots. So they just keep repeating the same shit over and over again. 
They're like they there's multiple points in this movie where they give like an exposition dump um or they just like repeat each other or or there's a point where they listen to a tape of something happening and then we get a scene after that where Jeffrey Wright explains everything that just happened on the tape that we all the audience and all of us just heard like an anime like in case you didn't understand that this is what happened um just like things uh, like that that are not going to be present in a like a set, a critical actual 7 yeah. film that like and it's like uh, stuff like that uh, takes away from the mystery. My issue with the with the the rat thing though was like the Spanish thing, like oh my Spanish is bad, or like they just like planted this thing and it was and like the whole what's a rat with wings and I just kept screaming like a fucking bat, a bat, and like yeah. they just how do you not realize that a bat is one thing it could be? They just focus on one thing at a time, and then mm. when they s- revealed the mystery at the end, they're like, you know what else is a rat with wings? What about a falcon? And I was just like, what a fucking stretch. Get out of here. That's a, yeah, I said that about what that too. A stretch. The, um, I like that they make the mistake because it show because it's year two Batman, he's still it shows that he's not like But all, what about like, it makes it, whatever. But it it's it was done in a way that I thought was was the most jumbled. What about part Jeffrey of the movie. Wright? Um, what about like, Gordon looks like an idiot. His partner was apparently the entire city is involved with, yeah. with this shit. And, and go, I mean, Gordon's an idiot in all of them. I think that's kind of his yeah. thing. Like, I was going to say that's, that's the comic book thing is Gordon's the good copy. But, these are the, but like, like you can't, if you're adapting this, the risk kept saying this, like you keep, you're adapting this comic book thing and you're trying to make it realistic. And like that, that like some things just don't work with the lot, like with some like the logic of a real world. Yeah, um, like, sorry, but the only I was gonna say, like my to sum up, really, to in which I think you'll agree with. But my only thing that I really don't like, I think, hurts the film and takes away of it, and it happens throughout, is just being, uh, you know, shackled by co- superhero tropes. And uh, there's so many of that. You have if oh I have to hear a. If I have to Pretty stop voiceover. Well, not even that. Just this, the, if I have to stop the plot, so you can tell me about why your your life was terrible and made you this way. Like they, they do that. Every character gets that, and it's like anime does that. Comic books do that. Comic book movies, movies do definitely that. do that. And it's they don't, the, have time, it's, they don't have time to develop characters because they have to spend time punching. Yeah. Um, which I think this movie does a great job not spending too much time punching. Uh, but it's for, three hours. It's three hours. But, I that's I did, uh, like it's, it didn't feel it, like, bad. It, it, it I didn't think it felt so that bad. much time and it spent so much fucking time in these dumb slow moments and they weren't good because the characters weren't developed well. Uh, the moment with Andy Circus in the hospital bed, I was like ready to scream at the screen. Like it's just so slow and long and he's just giving us exposition like, oh yeah, like remember when I trained you how to fight? And I'm like, what the mm. fuck? What about the ninjas? <laughs> like I know this is a new world, but like, and you didn't want to spend time with his origin because we've seen it before. But just mm. like shit like that is bad, is not like, good storytelling. And you're trying like to be it, emotional indie film, and, and yeah. it's just not working. And that's what I think is what is like what keeps it from being like the the granddaddy of them all. It's because because of the like having those shackles on it because the, like the um uh I'm almost losing it um 
you have some of it works like some of it i'm okay with uncle Oscar because it is comic it's uh, it's almost like how watchman is where watchman goes for super gritty or whatever obviously it has a fantastical element and people have the strength to punch bones through people's bodies but um it has that thing where it adapts the comic book like to a t outside of the ending like by the frame and i feel like this tried doing that this is not as, as well, good as watchman i hate as much as i love shit on zach interesting interesting the, I like the, think the theatrical this is cut. my Watchmen this, of Batman. Oh, this is way I, more flawed than Watchmen. As a mystery, as uh, it's way more bloated. Um, Watchmen like it feels bloated in the extended cut, but the theatrical cut, it, like it's long, but it it needs that to tell this whole thing. Whereas yeah, this, I, li- I like the this, three and a half hour cut. This, oh, it's so indul- It's so bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. You lo- you just seem to want to watch four hours of superheroes do things, and you don't care. No, I just I, I it, like having it consists the, of it just. I like, like the extra. Give me more over. superheroes, please. Yum yum. It's not uh, superheroes, no, because I, I like having the extra, just the extra scenes that you get from the world building, or maybe it fleshed out something a little. But that doesn't better make it. But we're talking about as a before. film, not for your fan world. So your fan world's filled in. Yeah, like this is the like that want is what makes su- these movies worse. I think. It's like like indulgence and more and more and like like do we want these to be good movies or do we want these to satiate? Uh, do we want this to just go on forever like Star Wars and so we make spinoffs and spinoffs and sh- movies and movies mm-hmm. and shows and shows and it just waters everything down. Um, sorry, but I'm getting off. I'm getting way off track. Getting way off track. <clears throat> the the length issue. Uh, there's just like the ending. I'm screaming at the like the last conversation with uh, what's her with Catwoman and and mm. Batman and Catwoman is definitely an underdeveloped character. Um, and it's just mostly like uh, the whole thing with uh. All right, let's talk about Carmine Falcone because <laughs> I did uh, not like John Turturro as Carmine Falcone. But I thought I, it was an interesting choice at first, and then I settled into it and was fine. But at first, Riss, I was like, "Really, him?" Riss said, "Riss was fine with it," and I was at first I was open to it because I'm like, you know, he's Italian, and he never I've never seen him in like a tough guy mob kind of mm-hmm. role, and I was like, I you know, I'm in, I'm in, like I should be fine with this. Yeah. But I think I've seen him in so many weird, silly, and goofy roles that I couldn't mm. like take that goof away from him, even though he was playing it straight, super straight. Mm. Um, so I don't think yeah. it's his fault. I think it's just like a character actor kind mm. of like syndrome, yeah, typecast kind of thing. So I, I don't know. I my honestly, I'm giving. I, I I'm not trying to let that affect me. But my issue with that storyline is it just felt very contrived. Like, how is she able to work there her whole life and nobody knows who she is? Like the like, it's a yeah. it's a very contrived story already. Like we've seen this before. Um, like, I didn't realize I didn't realize that that he didn't know she was his daughter until he says dad, and he goes, "Huh?" Like like not understood. I thought like, no. yeah. Also thought that. Also thought that. I I also thought that and had an issue. Kylie knew somehow, but I didn't. I Riss didn't did too, but uh, I didn't. Um, uh, Riss Riss wanted the her Catwoman and her friend to be lesbians. Um, but I was like, yeah, there's no way that Catwoman was not gonna be. No, they're just friends, best friends. Oh, and, oh she kept calling her babe on the phone, so I thought they were dating. Oh, you know what I'm seeing here in the description of the cast. It does say Selena is portrayed as bisexual, like in the comics. 
So maybe yeah. maybe it was he, just he subtle. calls her baby on the phone a bunch of times. Like when she like uh But it was also like the way she talked about her sometimes was very sisterly. Um mm. like you like she had things going for her and like I don't know. Riss brought that up. Ah, that's interesting though. So at least I know that the intent was there. Um mm. But uh mm. yeah, Zoe Kravitz though is great. Um, yeah, and she I, yeah, looks she great. Really... Um, she's perfect. But yeah, I think mm. that there's a lot of actors here that are working, that are doing good things with a a not great script. And that was the other thing I wanted to talk about. It's like I think that the like the visuals, as much as I complained about the aesthetic, I think it's because it's just like I think it could have been better. But I liked what they were going for and trying to do. Um, and we're going to talk about the lighting thing in a second. Cause I want to give you, give you that, um, uh, or at least like give you a chance to reflect on that from last episode. Um, but the script I thought was n- like not as, as deep as it thought it was. And it was just like these, the actors and the, the movie was like, mm-hmm. um, do using a way there's some weird, bad dialogue. I don't have anything like written down because I saw it in the we've watched it in the theater. Um, yeah, but like uh, particularly with the the Riddler and his and he's given his monologue in the sane asylum and um, it just it felt very like uh, tropey. Like there was a lot of tropey stuff with um, like like how you said it even you said it better with how the characters were just like they come they get a moment where they'd explain their whole motivation for doing things. Yeah. And, and I am so sick of that. You've, we've seen it a bazillion times, right? Which and it, it's it's I think ruins the film overall from being like, in my opinion, like a five out of five. It, but it's such a big thing because uh, it's burnt. Like it, that superhero fatigue, I've never felt more because I was so hyped for this movie, and I think this movie is phenomenal personally. But it is, I'm, I'm I'm so fatigued with knowing backstories and all that shit. Just give me fucking characters to focus on now, and I don't know the. But it's it's I'm hitting um, the, I'm hitting a wall with it. Yeah, sure. it it just I don't I don't I think this movie could have been an, uh, at least forty five minutes shorter. Um, oh, oh, there oh, there was another thing with the slow stuff is there was multiple action things. Um, that like villains were doing things really slow, and then it allowed the 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 hero to be saved. Like mm-hmm. those, the, the, the Riddlers, the Riddler followers that are all loading their guns extremely slow yeah, yeah. or the one at the end with a shotgun that had the chance to blow Batman's head off and just like stared at him for like 10 seconds before Catwoman mm. saved Batman. Like there's shit like that. I, that I was just like, God, this is not good. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's trying to push more tension, uh, but, but then, I, it's, I unre- it's not realistic. If you want, you can't yeah. have your cake and eat it too. This movie really wants to do that. I think I think because what it does, it goes back and forth between having realistic moments, but also having the. There's so much of this that is through Batman's perspective, and it be, in accompanying of the voiceover narration that he does. But there's things like that where those long pause holds. I don't feel like are. I feel like they're because of that's him and his hyper focus on the uh, on the thing, and it just feels like it's a lifetime because of the suspense of like but like every time he goes open him. one of the It's notes not even when like it's that. just him. Like oh. it's like shots of the group of the Riddlers loading their guns slowly on top of this uh, scoreboard thing. Um, yeah, like right before, like before they start before they shooting? even start shooting. It's just like or like there's stuff. Yeah, people get saved. Like I said, multiple times and. 
it just it didn't work. Uh, we can talk about the exposition dump, or we just hurry really quickly learn that Martha was in an insane asylum, and then it never is brought up again because it just mm. gets focused on his dad putting this hit. Um, like narratively, it is just not. It, it uses the visuals to make you think that it's deeper shit is going on than it mm. is. Um, yeah, and this this feels like a comic book plot that if I read this in the comic book, I was like, yeah, this is really good. But playing out in this medium, it doesn't translate. Uh, it, it, it's just being... this isn't how realistic it's trying to be. Um, yeah. I can't ex- like I I normally would excuse these kinds of things, but um, I think that's something that the Nolan films just do better. Uh, even though there are mm. like with the boy, I don't like the computer system in. Uh, in the, the Nolan films that can see everyone everywhere or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. Metal Gear solid. I don't like that. <laughs> um, but, but just like mostly, I think those are much more consistent, especially the dark Knight. Whereas this, um, is that's my thing with it. Um, I, I there's something else I was just going to say that I, uh, am losing here. Um, but, uh, the, just the action sequences briefly. Um, oh, the lighting we we're going to talk about. But the action sequences briefly, I liked them all except the car chase. I didn't hate the car chase, but I thought that the car chase was so dark and it was cut in a way that it was really hard to follow what was happening. And really? like, uh, every all the cars were just like dark silhouettes. Um, also, a shitload of people get murdered and it never gets talked. Like, some shitload of people die in that and it never gets talked mm. about. Um, yeah, Kylie said that. And yeah, um, I, I granted the I saw we saw it in the 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 Dolby rooms, and I didn't think that scene was too dark. It, uh, I, I really like that scene, other than the classic perfect ramp lines up at the right time. Yeah, like, other than that, um, uh, I enjoy. Yeah, I enjoyed that sequence. I was cut. I liked how it was cut, and I loved the the back and forth between the upside down perspective and the regular because with the rain going uh, each and which way, I, I liked. Yeah, um, I like that. I did like that. Um, but just like I thought, the Batmobile, I wanted to actually be able to see, and it was just looked like a silhouette, which was cool because it was like a monster. Like I get what they were trying to do, but I would have loved to have at least one moment where I could like fully see the fucking Batmobile. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, I like the the motorcycles though. I did like that. Mm. Um, yeah, I love I love that all the reconnaissance is done in normal like uh, on the bike and in he's normal not clothes. Up and, yeah, and he's actually like do it, putting the work in. He still has the eye makeup on because he's not like wasting time to take it off or anything. Like it's uh, I I love like there's so many little things, things that go so like, well. The detective or, like, when shit he, is so good. Or like when he's doing the humanitarian help thing at the end and he's still missing the uh, uh, the blade uh, the batarang out of his setter and stuff like oh, there's all his- these like little things that I like that they thought of that they did really well um, that I thoroughly enjoyed. And I, things like that, that kept, that kept me in and couldn't forgive some of the things uh, as far as the, like uh, around after the point where the DA died. Um, and then until probably after the Andy circus hospital scene, like their whole part was, it's just like a lot of slow shit. And, and I started, mm-hmm. I really checked out by that point. Um, started clock watching a lot, um, and then it got it picked up again. But then the ending was like a super long extended ending. Um, I, re- I you know like the, so I want to do want to move to talking about the um, 
the like the final thing with the Riddlers and like the the light turned all red and and like he's leading the people out to safety. Mm. Like there was stuff that I liked about all that and like that quiet moment, but I was already like, man, this movie's forever. I would have loved to have this if we would have cut like two of the other long ass emotional mm. moments that have now numbed me to this one. Um, yeah. that is visually much more impressive and interesting than the other ones. Uh, but in that seat, the sequencing of all that was so fucking weird. So he's hanging from this electrical cord and mm-hmm. you're, you're not sure if it's shocking the water, if it's shocking him, what the fuck is happening. Then there's this dramatic, slow pulling out of his batarang and cutting the cord. And, and it's like, is he getting shocked by this? Why is this mm. such a big deal? And then he just like slowly drops to the ground and slowly walks over these people that are trapped behind this thing. There are literally three guys standing by this thing. And he, with one arm, moves it and saves these people. And I'm just like, why aren't those, like those three, if he could move it with one arm, three grown men could move this thing. Like mm. enough to get like these people to at least squeeze out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just... I think it that could have been like the in shock thing of just like we don't we're not thinking to rescue anybody right now because it's so dark and the flare just got turned on so and kind of like disoriented. Just, so many uh, moments in this movie that ask the, me to suspend belief. The uh, uh, I didn't I mean with that scene in particular when he cut like I, it's not I shocking like the him. John though, the, besides that, like just the way it, it all went. Yeah, it's just uh, the wire is close to touching the water, which would kill everybody. So he goes down to cut it. And I just took it as like, it's a super high fall and you don't know how actually shallow the water is. It's so hard to tell, though. It's not Um, like the perspective is over his head and you can't really tell anything. The uh, well, you can see how like far the 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 drop is behind him. Uh, It's it's like like, you can't really tell if it's 10 feet or 20 feet or 50 feet or 100 feet. Like you just can't tell. Um, the um, I guess based on just like how high the the like the, the the scoreboard thing was in the middle, and everything is, it just gives you like I guess and the, it's into the water and it's into water, um, but but you don't know how deep that water is. Like, well, that's so what I mean. Like, like you just don't. It doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. But that's why I really know. Well, yeah, that's what keeps the tension is you don't know if it's going to be bad or not. But it obviously seems like it it's trying fine, the music and but... the way it's cut is trying to tell you this is dramatic, but you yeah. are like the visually it is confusing. Why? And the, um, uh, I mean, I didn't think it was confused. I, I got it. At least. We both uh, we both thought it was weird. Um, and uh, but yeah, like stuff like that, which, like I said, it was followed by the cool thing of him, like with the torch leading everybody out. Like, mm-hmm. I like that. Oh, man. Why did the Riddler want everyone to go to the event center? Like, why was the this event center high ground if it's a fucking bowl? They're all just going to go into the bowl and drown. It made no sense. Yeah, I I don't know. I get well the one there was a throwaway line where I don't know if it was the may, the mayor elect or somebody Bad to an officer lines in this uh, said that this is uh well, I thought this is a um like a hurricane shelter or whatever and the guy's like yeah it's built for hurricanes not a flood or not this or whatever uh and like that was it and uh, so it made it seem like it was that's where everyone was assumed to go in case of a hurricane I guess and it but, wasn't safe either and it wasn't safe yeah. And then you oh, the like the mayor getting and... shot and then just laying in this dirty electrified water and just like, yeah, uh, fine. Like you're going to be fucked up. You may lose your arm. You may die. Yeah. Uh, definitely going to get septic. 
uh, uh, but that's not that's not that big of a deal. Action movies out of that kind of shit. Um, yeah, I did like the char- her character. She's kind of like an AOC Obama mix of a politician. Um, though she didn't really get very much time to really understand what she was doing or, uh, and, and the Riddler thing was definitely on some alt-right, like I'm on 4chan talking about doing Mm -hmm. public shootings and people are like egging them on and, and becoming fans and Mm -hmm. inspired by it. Um, did you see that? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. They got that out of it. I mean, yeah. They, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they do it twice with the with the first. He's like uh, all for my followers on the first live stream, uh, with the DA, and then that whole thing when they at the end when they hack his computer or whatever, or puts a password into the computer, and it's just this like a final thing. There is a couple uh, where the the, the, like, oh, the so how do they not know that about this social media page? They're like this video is pass protected, but all these other ones are on there. I'm like, how do these police not know this thing exists if he's posting all these videos yeah. on it? Um, yeah, I just assumed it was dark web shit, but everyone like not fortune like, is not law enforcement and all that shit. I yeah, mean, this wasn't fortune itself, but but I, I just mean like it, those well. kind of sites uh, yeah. that, that that those kind of people congregate on eight chans. Um, just you know, I mean, those, uh, I feel like my grievances are starting to pile up. Um, I've given plenty of examples, um, but like I said, all in all. I didn't hate the film. I think I would have really liked it if it was not three hours. Um, I just like just wanted to go home after a certain point, and it was just waiting out this film. And if that's what happens, then you fuck. You've done something fucking wrong. <laughs> um, and I mean, it's like if, if, there was people, mad people sleeping in our movie, um, wow. but then there was people that clapped. Like it was so bizarre. It was such a bizarre thing. Like. So like I, me and Riss were laughing. People were laughing at goofy things throughout the movie that didn't make mm. sense. Um, I did that one thing that was funny that I think was meant to be a little goofy and funny was when he was doing the windsuit, and the windsuit yeah. looks fucking goofy. <laughs> and but I was fine with it because like this, I was honestly fine with it because it was like a realistic thing. So yeah, yeah this is how windsuits look. But then he pops that parachute and then gets fucked. Uh, oh, I I said we, his skull would have been f- so. Oh fucking my god, we were laughing. We were laughing at that. That because it looked like when Iron Man falls into shit, and he's well, obviously and he's it's in a goofy, suit, and it's fine, meant to be like slapstick. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what that felt like. And it's it's CG, which there's not a lot of CG Batman in this, so it's like weird. Um, yeah, I I don't know. There's just I I think that I'm just so in on the the like the, the cinematography vibe is good. The, yeah, the vibe, the aesthetic, the 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 cast. I'm so in on all of those things that I the, it makes me gl- I don't care nearly as much about the other things. Like I I definitely feel but like there's... the end of this movie is identical to the end of Dragon. Of what? You cut out. Oh, I think we lost you. Can you... It says it's coming through on Discord. Um, uh, you're all garbled. I'm garbled. That's weird. It's coming through on Discord. I just uh, all right. You're coming through. It's not great quality, but it's coming through. So weird. Um, yeah. I, interesting. Uh, does it sound alright now? Uh, mostly. So it, I wonder why nothing changed on my end. But uh, I was saying was the end of the girl with the dragon tattoo, where it's like that ex- that epilogue we kept saying, or extended ending, where it's like the yeah, last fifteen yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't, didn't like need to be. Uh, yeah. There. I mean, that's like I, I wasn't. 
but I feel like that was like doing something different than this. Like that, like that's what I mean. Like this is like an emulation of higher end things, and it's a facsimile in some sense that it doesn't grasp why those films are making make the choices that they make and then it it does similar things but it just isn't doing it for the right reasons and it just doesn't work and i think mm-hmm. like i wasn't even crazy about the ending in the girl and tra- tat- the girl and the dragon tattoo but once i figured it out and appreciate i got to appreciate it and like understood what it was going for and mm-hmm. um uh, accepted it and it, like it wasn't my f- i think it made the movie extra long and um, especially if it was supposed to be a series, I just don't understand. <laughs> but yeah. artistically, it is interesting. This, um, it just feels like an extended ending, and it's trying to be emotional. Like, oh my god, they're gonna split up. They're going separate ways, and they may never get back together again. Like that's the story of Batman and Catwoman. And it's Batman with the National Guard pulling people. And like, up. and like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did like the. The hero, his heroes. So that's the other thing about the ending of this film is it's not um, the heroes don't win; they lose. Yes, um, yes. And that, and it's trying to do what Seven did, but it it doesn't feel. So what makes Seven's ending so fucking good is that you one you don't see it coming, mm-hmm. um, whereas this everything is is predicted. Everything is once they catch Paul Dano. Like and his plan happens. It's just like okay, then the movie just happens. He everyone reacts to it. They manage the crisis, and mm. the city moves on. But it's not like the fucking what's in the box. There's no what's in the box moment. That's what mm. like Kevin Spacey turning him in is not like is uh, atypical for that mystery plot. It it nullifies your journey with the mystery. You know, figuring out the mystery mm. meant nothing if he turns himself in, right? Yeah, yeah. This is the same thing, except for they have the mystery be not tied to Paul Dano turning himself in. And then Paul Dano's story finishes with just him succeeding, but he thinks he didn't succeed because, like, he let himself get caught, but he's not happy that he's in prison. He and, thought like, Batman was going to join him. He thought Batman was more like him. And uh, and when Batman's oh, like, that no, was, uh, that he was, was like, fucking he's not uh, like I go, I get now that I get you that he said he said that in that big speech, but yeah, he was like, you and I are gonna sit here and watch it all together. Like, what do you mean? And they start screaming, uh, all high pitched. He's like, no, 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 no. But so yeah, that's that he feels betrayed by by not understanding that Batman and him are not the same. But um, but um so the whole ending of the story, the journey is that he, Batman realizes that his style of vengeance was inspiring people for the wrong reasons and that he needs to actually do this for to help people and also I think it's like him hearing what the that politician was like saying like you don't fucking do anything your parents did so much for the city and like you so I think he's, it's going to hopefully cuz he doesn't do, engage with the business side of the mm. of the Waynes at all, and I think that's supposed to explain why, like, what he comes to the realization that, like, you need to be, f- I need to do shit with my money, but I also mm. need to uh, help. It's just I'm doing this all to help people, not for yeah. my to satisfy my own selfish need for vengeance. Yeah, um, it it does. I I like that 
with in the combination of like his whole reason for being Batman is built on on his dad being like morally just in all aspects, and then when he gets that shattered because his dad ordered a hit or whatever, I did kind of like that of his whole just kind of like, well, what the fuck did I do all this for? Moments uh, after that, and I, I like I think that's a good payoff to getting to ending with instead of being vengeance, being hope. Um, I think yeah, like I think it's a good character arc. I think it's a it's um, done well. I wish we had more Bruce Wayne in this. Just to know more about, like, this is a pretty much like I'd say like an eighty percent Batman movie, um, and I feel like we don't get as much of the inner. Like, there's tons of I guess VO. Uh, we get hardly Batman hardly ever fucking talks. He's very brooding. Um, yeah, he, he 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 solves. He talks when it comes to solving the crimes, but we really don't get any actual personal batman shit at all like he's brooding and he's angry and he's gritting his teeth but um he doesn't really talk uh much um and yeah like, if, I w- if we would have got more bruce wayne stuff th- he'd probably have more dialogue with if, that well if uh, we didn't we spend so much time f- with people staring at each other's faces and not yeah. talking uh, you know, like you, you, what you hour? We're gonna add another hour. I was like, we're an hour away from the Snyder Cut. Might as well just put that in the motherfucker in the theaters. Um, and just like people are just walking in and out of the movie during the entire thing. Also, I was thinking about just like, is this what you want for your theater experience? Uh, like at home, three hour movies work. We've talked about this also That's recently. Yeah, at home they're fine, but in if in, if it's a theater experience. It hurts the experience. Um, well, uh, unless it's it and like, like and it's not for every movie. But I don't yeah. think. But I don't think every movie needs to be three hours. Blockbusters don't no, need no. to be three hours. This is like say, the, the third Endgame fucking one in the row that I was just like excruciating at, at the end. Yeah, it was like Endgame or Infinity War. One of those two is over three hours. But like that works for that because of just the backbone it's built on. I know well, I say it's this the, all the grand time. finale. Um, of yeah, this, yeah. Uh, like over a decade of work. And, and I know bit. that, yeah, and I know like for this they wanna they wanna do as much like lore and world building and showing everything they can in the opening movie just to get you invested. But the I do agree that it's it's a little too long. I think this is a perfect two and a half hour movie. Um, but I like some of those shots that you're saying where they just where they cut back and forth of people staring. I I, I enjoyed those. You moments just don't have the time. You, you don't have the time like to the, do uh, all that. It's too uh, like you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't spend all this punching time and all. You can't do everything with with a movie, and it's like you, you got to get to a point where you're gonna split it into something out, like save some for the next one, or or what? Like the they spent so much time on the penguin. Like as much as I loved all the penguin stuff, I know I do want to call out that we were wrong. We did. I thought it was gonna be some snow dog shit because I didn't think it would have time for a whole arc about the yeah. penguin. But when it's three hours, apparently you do. Um, yeah, like that. You, like you more could of have a mark for him than John you, Turturro. You could have cut out one leg of his story, and it would, and like that would have took fifteen minutes away. And like, in like, there is easy cuts. Um, this was a decision to keep all this. Um, I just don't think it needed to be. I think there was some obvious cuts, and it's like, yeah, there's stuff I liked, but I would have liked it to be shorter more than I liked all that shit being included. Um, and, and so, okay. Uh, I think we should wrap it up because I, and this is going to be the hot, maybe the hottest take of all Cloverfield is better than this movie. What? Be- yeah. It's how, isn't it? 
it knows how to use its runtime to maximum effectiveness. Yeah, that, but it's just like, like a it's, just it's like a monster movie, and that's it. There's nothing beyond that. But like, it's I don't like think... it's master. It's like minimal. Like it's minimal, and it's less is more. Whereas this is like more is less to a degree. Um, Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. like like this movie is twice the runtime of Cloverfield. Yeah. In the, yeah. Cloverfield, I feel so much more for than this. Um, and like nostalgia is a part of it because it came, when it came out, but. I was like, like I really like how they set it up, and we're gonna talk. Let's just wrap. All right, before <laughs> I want to talk about Cloverfield now. So uh, right, before right, we do quick. the lighting, let's talk about the yes. lighting. I was gonna say this. All right, you take the scene, the first scene that Batman and Gordon meet up uh, after the mayor dies. That is that is dark lighting, like I'm talking about, where it feels like they're actually on location, that they're not on a soundstage. Uh, and it doesn't have that like ominous ambient light coming from the ceiling versus the fat guy in seven thing. They're both dark, just two different ways. There's like a there's like a dull glow in the like in that other way you're saying the old way. Yeah, and I think yes. I like that because it makes 90, it, it gives like a lighting aesthetic. It gives like a little bit of a blue, like glow, dark blue glow to everything. Whereas this yeah. is just using. I gold. like. I, I yeah, I like I, I like this. I like things going to true black. I don't like uh, I don't like faded black. I don't like things that are like somewhere between. I love the contrast. I think an like, over reliance on that though uh, makes things harder to see. Um, well, you got to use you got to use it like this movie to your advantage. is hard to see sometimes. Um, and uh, so like that that is the thing. Also, I wanted to now that I'm thinking of it, I thought that the dialogue was really quiet in the beginning, like the first half of the movie. And like, I don't know if it's cause I needed to settle in, but I thought that the audio mix was strange that like, I, I was like strain. I was I, like straining to hear dialogue. Um, and then like once it got going, I was fine. But in the beginning, especially this first scene, it was like, nobody's talking and it's like not, it, I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't have that experience at the uh, theater I was at, but, um, the I do know though that they my theater turned the volume uh adjusted the volume though in, in like the first couple minutes you could hear the uh like nobody switched it over from the pre like trailers volume to the the what's it called volume uh if that makes um, sense but all right yeah uh, I don't know do I you like it score the Batman or yeah I'll I'll give you a score I'm whole I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to do it I'm gonna I'm giving it a four I really love. I figured like you were going to four. I'm not gonna lie. I was debating between a two and a half and a three and a half. Uh, so I think I'm gonna just gonna stay on a three. Um, it's All right, not, I get it. I understand. It's not, I didn't think it felt that long. Sorry, good. Yeah, you're gonna talk over my score. Or? Sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's way too long. It's way too fucking long. And like, and that I feel like, yeah, that is hurts it really bad for me. Um, it's just less is more. I think people need to learn how to edit and learn how to, uh, tell a story with less instead of just like a uh, padding the runtime and thinking that it's, it's, you could just like, does the runtime add to the film? And I just like, there's multiple instances movie where I say no. I, I think it's a little too long, but I'm fine with it being the length it is. I'm 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 just like a four this. puts it on to like uh, puts it on level with like the piano or like uh, or something like it is. This is this not on a great the level of a great film for me. 
Um, but uh, but we can move on. Cloverfield. Let's take it back to high school, baby. So yeah, Cloverfield is a really uh simple it, it, movie. It is um it is Blair Witch style, like handy cam found footage. Um it's probably the second found foot big like big major found footage film like to make money uh, after Blair Witch Project. Um I've always been a fan of found footage films when they're done well. It's just there's so many that are done terribly. Yeah. Um, so it's like hard to do well. I think that yeah, this is an example along with Blair Witch is how to do it right. The, um, the first paranormal activity, I think did it did it pretty. They did it best for no budget, because uh, theirs is similar to Blair Witch's budget. Um. So yeah, this movie is eighty five fucking minutes, and it is so like it. I think it's just perfectly paced. Um, and like we could get more on things, but I think it is perfectly paced. It is set up with an, an emotional way, um, to getting you to learn, like, know, get to know the characters and like how their, their, their personalities. There's really like, after that, there really isn't a ton of, like you build up the emotion for the characters in this beginning party sequence. And then once after that, it's just kind of like, well, now we get to see what happens to them. And some of them make it and some of them don't. Well, actually, almost all of them don't. Um, no, one makes it. <laughs> no, the the one girl does. She may, she leaves with the the military, Lily. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's the only one that makes it out. Um, wow. So the actor-wise, the biggest names, I think, that are current, cur- the biggest names to today are Lizzie Kaplan and T.J. Miller. Um, who are the supporting, but the, the leads of the film, I don't really see in anything. This my, Michael Stahl David, who plays Rob, and Beth, uh, who's played by Odette Yosteman, apparently is in House. Um, so like, it was just young people. I've seen people, there's a few other like supporting people that I've seen in other um, shows and things before. Um, but I, so I think you don't want to have recognizable people because then, um, it it would make it, yeah, it makes it feel, uh, not like a movie. So the marketing of this film, I want to just talk about briefly. Uh, this was one of those, uh, I'm always a sucker for these kind of marketing campaigns. I've, I've always been this way since I was a kid. If you market something, it's this mysterious secret project that like, uh, is I think it was actually marketed originally as Project Cloverfield, um, mm. and that that was what the it didn't even have a name I think in the first trailers like they didn't put a name on it at all it was just like this weird trailer of this this found footage shit and then you didn't get a name and you're just like well what was that what was that and like people would be talking about it online and then it got the name Project Cloverfield and like I don't even think people weren't even sure if it was the official name or if that was just what fans were calling it. And then it like slowly came out that the movie was called that is actually just going to be called Cloverfield. Um, it created this mystique uh, around the film. And honestly, even when I went to go see it, because they didn't show footage, they didn't even know it was found footage. Um, yeah. you just it was like this text or something and mysterious, ominous messages. Um, and so I went to go see it, and I didn't even know that it was a monster movie until we went to watch it. Um, and it was, I, uh, so you were like, uh, and this is the time where you could easily 
not be spoiled when you went and go to see something like you did not know what was going to be. And I think that created this huge impact um, of it. And like, I honestly wasn't expecting a Kaiju film and I don't, it's not necessarily what I wanted it to be. Um, but you know, it's this ride that you go on and it feels like it very much feels like an amusement park ride. Um, and it's scary, it's fun, it's exciting, it's fast, it's super fast-paced. You have no time. You feel like you're in one of those those rides where you're sitting in the cart, and they're just like, mm-hmm. it's going around, and it's turning to show you specific things, and it jerks you ahead to the next thing before you can even really stare at it long enough to see that the animatronic person looks weird. Uh, mm. <laughs> you know, like, you don't have the time to think about if you think deeply about the story, there's gonna there's holes probably that come up, um, but the movie doesn't let you do that um, because of the pace that it's on. It just keeps pulling you to the next thing, pulling you to the next thing, um, and I think that's why it's so effective to this day um, as a fun um, amusement park kind of film. And it's not long, uh, so it's short, and it's just like it's really easy to digest, and like it's. It's using tropes, but it's but it's in this because it's the found footage and the way that they're doing it and the perspectives. It just feels so fresh, um, and uh, yeah, yeah. I thought that honestly, before I before I watched this, I thought that it was gonna have aged poorly. I thought that this was all it was gimmick, you know, kind of like based on a gimmick, and that once you've seen it the first time, you know what it is. You're not gonna. It's not gonna have that impact the second time, um, and I I think that it, it is aged fine. It is aged really good. Yeah, I I hundred percent agree with that. This you the CGI monster is probably the only thing that has aged, but not it's not enough to for me to like make a note like a mark on the. Oh, movie. and the way so that they use works. it, yeah, is perfect. Like that's why it wor- It's ages so well. Is like yeah, the CG is the worst part of it. But between the fi- the grain of the handy cam and the mm. uh, and like how dark it is and how they barely show you shit and all the smoke, um, the CG smoke is not great either. Um, mm. but uh, um, but it, it works. It works. You know that that's what makes older shit. Um, that has like you know phys- even older practical effects. Like mm. if you stare at that costume, it's gonna you're gonna see the zipper. But when they only briefly show it or they show just an angle, like a brief angle of it mm. or something like it, the it's horror is impactful. Yeah. The lighting, this is able, this is, um, is really good about that stuff. And it all goes uh, back to, uh, it all goes back to the Jurassic park, the original Jurassic park where you still look yeah. at the T-Rex scene and that's and all it, CGI, but man, does that look good? Yeah. Even P- to this day. Yeah. I would say that the original Jurassic park and the prequels are probably, some of the best examples of early like CG early CG that it still holds up. Um, mostly, um, uh, the Jurassic park though de- is definitely great about that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a simple film and I think that's, it's only going to hold, it, it can't be a five, you know, because it's, it, it doesn't, there's not a huge emotional impact. It's a, it's a popcorn flick. Um, but, but I think of what it's trying to do, it does pretty masterfully. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think I said on the last, uh, episode when we were picking this too, that this is one of the films that like really brought like well done found footage back in after Blair Witch. Um, cause it's done in such a way that is like, uh, like you were saying, you just don't have time to breathe. So you're constantly just like 
going. You're engaged. Even on the downbeat moments, you're engaged because something happened to a character that like what like when uh, um uh not Mallory, what is her name? Uh is it is it Mallory? Oh uh, um, Marlena. Marlena, that's it. When Marlena gets bit, you know, like and like that is a down moment where like we have time to kind of get ourselves, but we're at the same time we're like, holy shit, there's like wounds everywhere, no one knows where to go. They just got out of the, the tunnel and stuff, but uh the um yeah, I don't know, because it's like this doesn't have the video doesn't go or video. This movie doesn't go deep on anything character wise or anything, but I guess it's because that's not what it's supposed to be doing. Uh, yeah, like you said, yeah. Just such a this is a popcorn flick in its best where it's just super it's in and out. It feels like you just watched an episode of a good show uh, after it's done versus like a two to three hour. Like movie. it's like a black mirror. It's like an extended black mirror episode or something. Yeah, it's very yeah. much feels like a long black, like a long black mirror episode. Um, and I think that's why it's good. Um, I think that's what makes it good. One like it's really like I I know I keep once it sets up that beginning seat, like the the party is what yeah the, the emotional that's what gives you the emotional weight to then just that's all you need you take that with yeah. you through the rest of the movie and like oh no that character died oh no that character died that's sad mm. like they like he liked her. Or or some whatever like oh like mm. Marlena seemed cool at the party and she wasn't supposed and to be explode. here and yeah she explodes or and she lost her boyfriend or man they need to leave that chick die um or just like you know that yeah. stuff right? yeah 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 um, yeah 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 that yeah. honestly is one of my the only gripes is the logic of Rob to go get Beth and then and uh, to pull her off and pull off hey how did she not die and they pulled her off that rebar and that's like supposedly mm. one of the worst things you could do to somebody who's impaled is just pull immediately pull them off because it does more damage on the way out um yep. yeah it's just bleed out I mean, they, like, they anyway. it's sometimes even better like you can cut that rebar somehow and just have her walking yeah. around with it until she gets to a hospital mm. um I don't know. I'm not an expert. I could have been wrong. I could be wrong. No, no, that, that, is, that, that, but sure, that is true. You never want to remove something till you get to the hospital. Um, because um, then they can do it the safe, most safe. Yeah, yeah. This movie's wor- probably biggest downfall is the horror logic it uses. Um, but at the but at the same it's time, only the, it's only like that. Those like, couple instances, like it's not even like it's constant or anything. It's just like af- after Rob's brother gets killed, I would not be going after that. Like going to look for a girl who's most likely dead. You're granted she wasn't, but uh, like I, I don't know. I would, I would figure you're just trying to get the f out. When it doomed them all, that's what doomed them all. Was trying to get back. Like, like that's the thing is like Rob was wrong. Like he, they shouldn't have gone. It got them literally all killed. The only thing is that Rob got to die with Beth instead of alone. Um. There's like not a lot to wa- talk about this movie because of like like the it's pretty simple and it's short and it's yeah like once you I will, it's effective and what it's doing. I was gonna say when I was younger, I first saw this because I didn't get a really, really chance to talk about it. Was I uh, I didn't I knew it was a monster movie going in, but I I didn't really know much of the marketing or whatever. But after I watched it, man, did I get sucked into every like YouTube video that claimed to have more footage of the monster or like whatever was going to be a sequel that was like uh, like some fake person was pretending to market and say it was coming or whatever. Um, because I left the movie wanting just like I was so disappointed that we only Honestly, see the monster. I'm surprised they didn't try to make it. I like they did eventually make a small sequel, budget sequel, but yeah. it's not really like a that movie sequel. wasn't supposed to be a, a Cloverfield movie. That yeah, was an indie yeah. movie. 
they retroactively made Cloverfield. Got bought and rebranded. Yeah. So it's like disappointing in that aspect. But the uh, but rewatching this as an adult, they show the monster a ton. And I don't know why high school me thought that they barely showed the monster. Um, you get so many good shots of this. Of this yeah, thing, it's just a brief. So they add yeah. up to a lot, but it, you don't get a long look at it really ever. And, yeah, um, just the, the final thing, the final scene when HUD dies. Yeah, uh, yeah, and even then, it's at that weird angle. Um, yeah, yeah. This is I don't know. I think I think that it is still Matt Reeves' best film that I've seen, um, but only because of like it just it it's it stands so it stands up so well as a a great popcorn film, and I think that um, it should. I don't. I think that it doesn't get watched as much as it should. Like I don't think it gets talked talked about as much. I think dare to say it's it's underrated. Um, yeah, because I, was, I, was, I, I think people thought that, it was that, overrated at the time uh, because mm. of the the marketing. But I think that yeah. that that's uh, made people underrated. And I think that uh, that Netflix sequel definitely soured because apparently that's terrible, and it's also a sequel that has to do with like time travel shit or something. What? I don't know. The, the Cloverfield Paradox on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I forgot uh, about they made a third it, one. Apparently that's, apparently, that's a straight-up turd. It soured the franchise. <laughs> but, uh, no, but I, I agree, though, that this is this is not a movie that people bring up in lists of, like... like You would talk about just, like, Godzilla, whether it be the 90s or the uh, the, the one that came in 2016, um, or in, in the ones that, the sequels to that. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's like a sleeper kaiju film. It's no Pacific Rim or Godzilla, but it's Oh, yeah, great... it's different because of the, the found footage makes it more like a, a disaster, feel like a disaster film because you're seeing yeah. it from the ground. You're not seeing it hmm. from the battler, the people battling the kaiju, from the military's perspective or whatever. Hmm. Um, and I, that is what makes it fresh. Like, that's... So like I I know I kept saying before like there's examples of things that take influences then they add it to a thing and they make a whole new thing and that and that's special whereas there are other things that take oh I'm influ I like this thing and this thing and I just smash them together and I feel like Batman is more does that more whereas Cloverfield is straight is like a really good um. It takes it, it blends it in a way that becomes this fresh new feeling thing, even though it is made up of the. It's a sum of its parts, trope parts. You know what I mean? I think it. Well, that's why I I think it works yeah, yeah. a lot better um, than the Batman. I don't think I'm going to give it the score that much higher, but it's just I think that that is a different. The difference to me of why, like this Batman doesn't feel as time that timeless. Whereas this Cloverfield feels like it could it could stand up to the test of time, even beyond uh, now. Like like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think yeah, I, like I think, as far as the monster film, the disaster film, whatever. Yeah, I'd be curious in in time how how the Batman ages and like not like after the hype and everything dies down of it and everything. Because I definitely am 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 still hung up on this like how into the aesthetic and everything I am. I think, uh, I think once if they're doing sequels to it, then it really, people are going to get to marinate in the style and, yeah. and see and like, you know, it's, if it, I think once you stretch it out further, that's when you really see the, the holes, you know, in these kinds of things, um, mm-hmm. or like the deficiencies, um, Christopher Nolan's, we didn't see, see that until the third film. 
Um, but uh, I think that's why his is a, a, a such a great success. Um, and the Tim Burton films, like his, like the like at the time, I think people th- said that the Dark Knight Re- or not Dark Knight Returns, Batman Returns was a failure or wasn't good as good as the first one. But I think I know our generation, I think likes that one better than the first one. Um, yeah, that's the Danny DeVito Penguin. Yeah. Catwoman. Yeah. Our yeah. generation likes that one better than the eight, this 80s ass uh, first one with the Prince music. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. What are you giving Cloverfield? Um, I I was gonna, I was sitting at a three and a half. Uh, it's like I like it. I think it's good, but it's um, you know, it's obviously not. Uh, I don't like it as much as the Batman, and I don't think it's you know, you know nearly as good as as a lot of other much better films. But I think it's great for what it is, and I don't know how you would do it much better. I don't. I debated between four and three and a half, and I think I'm just gonna go to three and a half. Um. Um, no, I don't know. I, I'm giving it a four. I'm giving it a four. I do think it's great. Um, I don't have a lot of negatives about it, except for that it's short. So like there could have been, you could have developed some characters more with like the 10 minute with 15 more Mm -hmm. minutes. Um, like it's the opposite issue. Um, but I don't think, but I do, but like, but I, when given two different movies with opposite issues, I will always side with the the leaner one that tell that is still able to effectively tell its story, um, versus the bloated one that that over tells. Um, but all right, so yeah, um, I will yeah four four it is Cloverfield. Um, next week we are back, uh, with West Side Oscar. Story. Oh yeah, Maybe. West Side. We're gonna do Spielberg next week, right? Yeah. Are we doing just Spielberg? We're we doing two Oscar movies. How I don't know how far. Well, the Oscars are, are the end of the month. End of the month. So we still got. A oh, weeks. I keep thinking they're like mid March. Um. All right. Cool. Then yeah, let's just go. Let's do West Side Story and uh, what we were gonna do. Do you want to do Close Encounters? I think. Uh, I, I said that, but I thought you said Catch Me If You Can. Uh, uh, I think we need to do older movies. We're doing way too many no. 90s and up movies. We need to do shit that's before the 90s more often. All right. So, yeah, I'm done with Close Encounters, man. All right. It's not my favorite of his, but it's a good one, and, it, and it's good. It's a little, I think it's long. I think it's like two hours. The Oscars are March 27th, so next week we're going right. to do Spielberg, and then the week after that we will start um, our uh, Oscar catch up. Um, um, I've heard good things about drive my car. Uh, and then so the Oscars. So then, yeah. And then after that, we'll have to do something. We'll, yeah, we'll do have to do something else, but yeah. So this week, Spielberg next week, uh, I'm trying to think what we have, we have King Dri- Richard drive Dota, my car, drive my car. And drive my car is really long, apparently, like three hours. I've heard it's good. I, 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 I heard it's screening. like the best movie of last good. year. Interesting. Um, oh, that's exciting. Yes, I'm extremely excited to see it. Um, Better than and Japanese, our first Japanese film, I believe. Oh, that's exciting. I'm definitely into that now. Um, Thanks for into it. 
All right, y'all. Well, make sure you follow us on all the things. Best Boys Film Pod on all, all the thingies. Um, we're also on Facebook. Um, make sure you like, subscribe, and put the notifications on. All that stuff helps us and get things out there. Comment as well. Um, uh, you can follow me on Slob Thomas on all the things. And Corey's at uh, Corey with a story with a K. And, uh, yeah. There we are. There we go. There we go. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. A thousand years of superhero films. <laughs>